What's up? Man, y'all made a big old mess up here. It is like it's It's bad. Yeah, the ramen was a ramen was a good deal. If you save like $2, you can buy twice that much ramen. So that's the good news. Hey, so my name is Caleb, um, and I just want to share a little bit tonight as we kind of close out the semester. So if, if you didn't hear in the announcements, here's what the schedule is going to look like. We have tonight, obviously, next week's Father's Day. The next week, we're getting ready for VBS. The next week is July 3rd. We're not going to do anything. Then the next week, we go to camp. And then we kick, well, actually, I'm sorry. The next week is July 3rd, then you have the 4th, and then on the 5th, July 5th, you need to mark your calendar if you keep a calendar, which you probably don't. But here's what you need to know on July 5th. We rented out the entire Greenbrier skating rink so no one else can come in. We get to just invite all of our friends to that, and we're going to come hang, and we're going to spend the whole night at the skating rink from 6 to 8, so we won't even come here. So that'll be on Tuesday. July 5th. Got it? <coughs> Tuesday, July 5th on, at 6 o'clock, we're going to go to the skating rink. So come be a part of that. Free food, um, but you got to buy the drinks. But free food, so that's going to be cool. All right, so just know, I get to close this out this, this semester. And, and seniors, I want to encourage you all a little bit, but really, I, like, I think there's something for all of us um, tonight. So here's what I also want to encourage you to do. This is your moment. This is your time. I would say, like I used to tell students, hey, put your phone on vibrate, but I think no one puts their phone on ring hardly anymore. Anyways, so you're like, it's already there. But you might put it on silent or like do not disturb or whatever you do, like just don't let it be a distraction. And here's why. Eyes right here. I feel like y'all are distracted. Here's why. You get to be on this for the next 23 hours if you wanted to be and your parents didn't throw a major fit. That you, you could do that. But right now, <clears throat> what, what's going to happen over the next 15 minutes isn't happening again. And so I would just encourage you to say, man, let me, let me make this a priority. Like if God has something to say, there's a good chance he's going to say something even in these moments to you. And so I would just encourage you that you then would position yourself in a, in a way that you could hear what God might, might have for you, that you could understand what God is speaking to you through his scripture, that we would just take this time just, just with a level of seriousness. We say, okay, let me understand what God's word says. Let me know what it has for me. And that we wouldn't let this be a distraction. Like I believe Satan uses this thing in more ways than we actually know to lead us and distract us from the work and the ways of Jesus. And so I would just encourage you, don't, don't give that a hold in your life just in the next few minutes. I'm going to pray for us, talk for just a couple minutes, and then we're going to continue on. God, we love you. I thank you for uh, my friends in this room. I thank you for the people you've brought to this place tonight. God, I thank you for the seniors, the way you've protected them, uh, walked with them, delivered them, um, brought them to this uh, moment. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you for their hard work and the way that you've seen them through. God, would you bless tonight? Would you speak through your word? Would you speak through me tonight? Um, God, would it be a night where we... Um, have some reality moments, some, some reality checks in our life, um, and where we consider, hey, what, what we're pursuing, Lord, would you, would you do that? Would you free us from distraction? God, would you um, help us to, 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 to pay attention in a way that maybe isn't normal for us, beyond our regular capabilities? And God, will we take your word seriously tonight?
We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's the deal. Anybody ever watch the document, documentary uh, Supersize Me? Yeah, it's like an older documentary, and it's this guy who decides he's going to eat McDonald's uh, for like every day for like a month or six months or some, some like crazy amount of time for every meal, not just one meal, like literally breakfast, lunch, dinner. He's like, I'm going to live on McDonald's, and I'm going to see what happens to my body. Not the smartest thing in the world because what you, you could conclude, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert real quick, is the dude has like severe damage to his body uh, based on what the McDonald's food began to do. Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you in this is I used to love fast food. Like, I used to really love fast Anybody in here like big fast food lover? You're like, dude, get me with some. Anybody love Taco Bell? Taco Bell fans? I can't. Yeah, you got to scream it out. I can't. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Taco Bell fan. My wife is like, that's disgusting. They use dog meat. And I'm like, but it tastes good. So, whatever. I used to love it. Then I, then I saw this documentary. And now every time I go get fast food, which I still do on occasion, um, I question it. I, I double think it. What, what's in this? What is it doing to me? So often, a lot of times when I've now craved fast food, I, I actually don't get it. Because I also have this other goal over here that says, hey, I want to be healthy and not die young. So for the sake of me wanting to be healthy, eyes right here, pay attention just real quick. For the sake of me wanting to be healthy, I've chosen not to go eat fast food anymore. I mean, for the most part. That, that I don't eat as much as I used to because I have a goal that I want to be healthy. And if my goal is to be healthy, then I have to eat food that actually promotes good health, right? Like, if my goal is to be healthy, then I have to change the things I'm intaking if I want to sustain that kind of life. If I want to continue to not be in pain and not have inflammation and not have heart disease, then I have to consider my diet now this is simple, but this is just simply cause and effect. So for, for you out there, I went to a piano recital, which um, Bella, by the way, who is on the keyboard, big shout out to, to Bella. Yeah, 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 shout her out. This is actually um, her and uh, Daytona and Dalton's last um, Sunday here, and then they're going to be traveling, but I got to go to this piano recital, and what I saw was a bunch of people, and I saw Bella get up there and perform, um, and, and perform in the recital. Uh, like, it, it was so cool. There's some other people in here, actually, that even performed in that recital, and, and what was really neat was um, as they performed, what, what occurred to me was, man, there's a lot of practice that came before the moment they just now went and set up on that seat. Here's the deal. If they want to be a good piano player, then they've got to practice a lot of piano. And they've got to protect their hands. They've got to be about piano. 
Same with you who are in here who say, man, I'm a football player, basketball player, baseball player. Like, uh, like, if you want to be good at your sport, then you've got to be consumed with your sport. Like, you, if you want to be a baseball player, are going to practice different than the football player. And the football player is going to practice different than the basketball player. And the swimmer is going to practice different than any of them. And if you want to be good at academics, then you have to study. For most of us, some of you are weird geniuses out there. And I, I'm jealous. But for most of us, if we want to be good at something, then we'd have to begin to, to feed our bodies the things that would make us good at that. Swole, like you've got to eat right. Like in these moments, that if you want to be a certain way and accomplish a certain goal, you've got to start being about the things that help you accomplish that goal and achieve that goal. Like you don't, it doesn't just happen. You've got to do the legwork to make it happen. And, and I would even say this, that the same is, he, is true for you and I when we think about our relationship with Jesus. That as you've come to know Jesus, if you're in here and you're like, yeah, I've, I've, there's been a moment in my life where I placed my faith in Jesus. Well, you've got to understand in your relationship with God that he has a part. And his part was to open your eyes to the truth of who he is. But that means you also have a part. That you've got to decide whether to act on that truth. And then you've got to decide whether to continue to return to that truth. That there is his part and there is our part in order to sustain new life. And so what it says in God's word is that when you come to know Jesus, it says, man, you are born again. That you've been given new life in Christ. And in order to sustain that new life, hear me guys, in order to sustain that new life, just like anything else, you've got to have a new diet. That you can't continue to allow your soul <clears throat> to feed on the things that it used to feed on before you came to know Jesus. You know, if you want to walk with Jesus, it means saying, man, I want to, I want to feed on the things that are, that are wholesome and that encourage my life in Christ. So here, here's what I mean. In 1 Peter, this guy Peter, he, he walked with Jesus, knew Jesus, and, and he was writing an encouragement to some people, and he, and he wrote this letter, and we just titled it, I didn't title it, but the Bible titles it 1 Peter, and then you got 2 Peter. It's like the two letters from Peter. And, and in 1 Peter, in the second chapter of this letter to encourage the church, this is what he writes. <clears throat> he says, like newborn babies, crave the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. He says, so, so he's writing to these people who've come to know Jesus, but, but, but they weren't walking. He says, no, 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 you need to understand 
that you're still craving the things of the world that you know just aren't right with God. He says, but if you are to walk and grow in your salvation, you've got to crave this pure spiritual milk, which is what? God's word. He says, you've got to, you've got to crave God's truth. Like, like, these are the literal words of God, written through the hands of men, that you would know who God was, and you would know the truth about our world, that you would know the truth about who you are, and that you would be able to walk in it. He says, man, if you want to grow in your salvation, if you want to grow in your knowledge of Jesus, if you want to grow in your assurity that you are saved, and that you know him, and that you're walking in his purpose, he says, then know God's word. Crave God's word. He says, now that you've tasted that the Lord is good, crave the pure spiritual milk that you would grow up in it. Here's the struggle, though. The struggle comes when there's a separation between what we have experienced in Christ and what we now pursue Like, this is where the struggle for you and I happens. When we come to a place where we say, Jesus, hey, I I need forgiveness for my sin. I need to be made right with you. And I recognize that you died for my sin. That now I can enjoy a right relationship with you. And we know that. And here's the struggle is when we still pursue the things we used to pursue. When we pursue the old ways. See, when we've tasted that God is good, but yet we're pursuing old things. He says, man, that's where the struggle comes in. That's where the hardships come in. That many of us have tasted that God is good, but are still depending on old habits to bring new joy and life. Man, we've tasted God is good and the Spirit in us, and that's the thing, it's like you're not alone in it. If you've come to know Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in you. And what the Holy Spirit begins to do is as you begin to do the old things, the Holy Spirit begins to say, man, I'm not calling you to that. I'm calling you away from that. I'm calling you to more than that. I'm calling you to something different calling you to way. I'm calling you to new. I'm calling you away. I'm calling you to new. And, 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 and begins to, to lead us and guide us. And if we listen to that, we begin to, to recognize the Spirit of God. We begin to experience the blessing of walking with Jesus. <clears throat> the struggle happens when we start muting that. Like I've told y'all, especially you seniors, right? Like, in my, or in my late high school days, in my early college days, that what happened to me was I tasted that God was good. That I tasted that he, he, he would save me and that he had saved me and that I, I placed my faith in him for the forgiveness of my sin. But I didn't trust him with my life in the present moment. And so I, I learned. I learned to mute the voice of God. I learned to function with conviction of knowing what I wasn't doing was right, but still pursuing my own flesh desire. I'm just let you know that for me personally, that was a life that had little joy. 
man, I experienced some worldly, fleshly thrills that I thought were good. But ultimately, my life had very little joy. He says, no, 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 now that you've tasted it, God is good. Won't you crave something new? So I had a friend, and my friend, as a baby, had a really terrible mother. And his mom actually didn't feed him as much as a baby would need to be fed. And so he, he often got sick as a baby. He often um, um, just didn't do well as a baby. And what ended up happening because of his malnourishment as a baby ended up stunting his growth. So that his whole family was a little bit taller and bigger than him, but yet he was a little bit smaller. That he didn't get the nutrition that he needed in the phases of life where he needed it the most. And his growth was stunted. See, the things that you used to do cannot sustain the new life that Christ has called you to. Like, just hear that. If you're walking with Jesus, but you're still partying on the weekend, you're still, like, having those relationships that you know is not okay, you're still, like, cool with just talking terrible trash about people, like you live on gossip, like, like if, 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 if you've come to know Jesus, but your language is like equivalent to a sailor or worse, and your jokes make your language look good, and the things you feed your mind as you listen on, 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 to your songs on Spotify or whatever it is, like are, are only about the flesh, only about what you can gain, you just need to understand, you're, you're in for a very stunted spiritual growth. That you're not getting the nutrition. Jesus says, no, no, I'm calling you to something more than that. That that doesn't feed the life I've given you. And so some of you get in a place where we wonder, why am I not growing my relationship with Jesus? Where do these doubts keep coming from about Jesus? Why, why don't I hear his voice more strongly? Why don't I know him better? Why, why am I scared to trust him? The problem is, is because you're not feeding your soul with the things of Jesus. You're malnourished. He says, and that doesn't sustain life in Christ. This doesn't make you more or less saved. I need you to understand that. That's not what this is about. Like your actions don't make you more saved or less saved, but, you, but, but rather they make you more aware of who God is and who he's calling you to be. That when you pursue kingdom things, he makes you more aware of who God is and who he's calling you to be. Peter says, man, I'm calling you to walk with Jesus and crave the things that are wholesome. Seniors, I just thought this was an important message because you're about to have very little accountability, especially for those that are going off to college. They, that unless you have like Life 360 or whatever your parents track you on, because <clears throat> they all do that now, they're stalkers. I'm just kidding. They're parents. They're allowed. Still weird. But I'm just kidding. It's not weird. Don't let your parents email me. So 
you're going to have little accountability on when you go to church and who you go to church with and what kind of Bible studies you're doing and if you're reading God's Word on your own, that this is on your part. But you need to understand, God has called you to something really cool, but if you feed that with the world's intentions, you're going to experience a very joyless life. He says, man, I've called you to great joy. That, that you've got to search out accountability. You've got to search out someone to, 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 to walk with you in that. And so here's where the pure spiritual milk is found for all of you. Here's where the pure spiritual milk is found. It's found in community. It's found in worship. It's found in small groups. It's found in your personal walk with Jesus. And it's found by living it out. You want to get the pure spiritual milk of the word then go to the places where the word is being preached and talked about and lived out, and then go live it out. Hey, be in church in worship. When there's an opportunity to sing and to worship about who God is, hey, stop jacking with your friends and maybe just like spend a moment and worship who God is. Like find good friends that actually care about the things Jesus cares about and spend the most time with them. Be in your small group on Sunday morning. Tell your parents, like, yo, get me there at 9.30 because I want to be with other people who are going to encourage me to walk with Jesus. And then spend some time in God's Word. Like, read God's Word. I don't really recommend this too much, but there's literally a Bible app that will just give you one verse, which I don't think is quite enough, but it's something. Get the verse of the day. Someone even talks about it so you would understand it. Like, it's super simple. You have all the access to, to the, the spiritual milk of the Word at your fingertips. But you just got to act on it. And so I ask you, what are you hungry for? Like, really, like, though you know Jesus, what are you truly hungry for? And then I just want to encourage our, our, our church family right here. What are we hungry for as a group? Like, what do we want to see Jesus do? I'm going to close with this. Here's what Matthew says. <clears throat> Matthew recorded all that Jesus did. He saw him, walked with him, did all that. And in Matthew 5, chapter 5 of, of Matthew's recording, he says this. He says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. What he says is, Blessed are the ones who hunger for Jesus. Blessed are the ones who hunger for the ways of Jesus and the work of Jesus and the actions of Jesus. He says, you, there's blessing in that. And now he's not just saying it. It's not just said like, hey, there might be or there may. No, no, Jesus is saying, hey, no, I'm promising you this. That there is actual life blessing. Joy to be found. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness. He says, guess what? You will also be filled. That you will be satisfied. And here's the key about being a person who impacts other people. What you are hungry for is what you feed others with. Like just, just hear that for a second. What you are hungry for is what you feed others with. Now, I want you to think about that thing that you might do that nobody else knows about. 
Maybe the thing you think about that no one else knows you think about. Maybe the jokes that you like to tell or the shows that you like to watch, the music you like to listen to. Your actions are producing results that feed others. So if you're hungry for poison, you're feeding others poison. If you're hungry for righteousness, you're feeding other people little samples of righteousness. Like it just happens. It's because it's part of who we are becoming as we are living this world out. That what you are hungry for is what you're feeding others with. Your appetite determines your actions, and your actions are what others are gaining from you. Your appetite will determine your actions. Like, I can look at your actions, you can look at my actions, and you can know what I'm hungry for. And I can know what you're hungry for. And what we are hungry for is only what we'll be able to feed others with. That your actions tell about your appetite. And if you're yelling at your parents, what are you hungry for? On the reverse, that if you need to know, like, that your appetite will lead you to act. That, that your appetite will lead you to actions. And your actions tell us about your appetite. Like what you consume your free time with tells us what you are feeding inside. And he says, blessed are those who would say, man, I'm walking away from some of these things that are corrupting my soul. But Jesus, I want to walk towards you. He says, blessed are those. Blessed are those. And so here's what I want to encourage you with. Is that you and I have been called to pursue Jesus well. He says, man, if I've called you a believer, if I've saved you, man, I'm calling you into something deeper. So how do you begin to step that out? What actions in your life need to, need to begin to move and to change so you would understand God deeper and you would understand who you are in light of God's grace? He says, man, crave that pure spiritual milk that you may grow in your salvation. If you're not growing, it's probably because of what you're feeding on. So change your diet. Change your spiritual diet. And watch Jesus do a new work in you. Let me pray for us. And we're going to worship a little bit more. God, we love you. We thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. And God, I thank you for the ways that you alone are at, at work. God, would you make us aware of um, what we've just been hungry for? Lord, if it's things that are not pleasing to you, would your spirit in us, God, bring heavy conviction. Will we no longer be okay with that? I, I know that well, there's just so many lies that the enemy wants to, to allow us to believe, that we do believe, 
Now, would you just point those out? Would you help us to see those clearly? Would you help us to be intentional about getting into your word? God, would you make that a sweet time where we, where we taste that you are good and we would grow in our salvation and we would grow not only individually, but Lord, as a group, as a, as, as a community of students who care about the lost students in this world and in the city and in our schools and in our neighborhoods. God, as we give this time to you, as we continue to worship how great you are, in Jesus' name, amen.